welcome to Breeder Syndicate. Hey, what's up? Hey. Yeah, so old, old fucking uh, Instagram blocked me because someone's been reporting me. I wonder who. <laughs> I mean, uh, you're popular. I, yeah, yeah, it could be any one of my my loyal, adoring fans. So you know, so we can. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's hard to to. Uh, um, it's definitely got the potential for abuse. Yeah, I mean, it, it, if if you want to tell history, you're going to be pissing people off, no matter what you do, no matter what you're talking about, no matter which subject it is, because there's always someone making money off the subject, you know. Oh, yeah. There's people that are make there's people that like uh what is it the more mystery less history? Yes. Is yes. The, that's like relationship advice, but I guess it comes into play with cannabis, you know? It does. It it's does. Like, I was thinking like even in UFOs, dude, people go fucking nuts on each other when they don't necessarily believe the same exact, you know, thing and and they report each other and they get real nasty and and like dox each other and swat each yeah. other. I mean, everybody likes science until it challenges their assumptions. Yeah, there you go. I mean, and it, you know, and, and it's rare that science is going to back you up on everything that you believe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. We, we do have 80 people in here. So that's a plus. It is. Despite this account being much smaller. <laughs> it's it's looks like it's popping up. So and it's only been a couple of minutes. So hopefully uh, yeah. more people pop on. And whatnot. And I guess if, if we're interesting enough, we'll have a podcast on it or something too, maybe. So we'll see. Yeah, maybe. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. All so. right. Is there anything you wanted to touch on early on? Uh, well, I mean, we kind of like, uh, we were kind of going to have a, a grab bag of things to chat about today. We were going to talk uh, a little bit um, since it kind of ties into what uh, you and CSI have going on. We were going to kind of yeah. touch on a little bit of Hawaiian history and what Hawaiian means in general mm-hmm. in terms of cannabis, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and then we were gonna, then there was something that kind of irritated both of us about terpenes and some other stuff that we were going <laughs> to bullshit about. I think that's right. I printed this out too. So, I uh, so we can, you know, so yeah, you know, um, so not too bad. So maybe what we can do, we got 91 people in climbing. So that's pretty positive. Yeah. Um, so maybe what we can do is we'll 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 keep off the the semi controversial stuff for a little bit, and we'll start okay. on we'll start on the on Hawaiian, right? Hawaiian. What so does Hawaiian, it mean to be Hawaiian? So uh, so Hawaiian is interesting. Hawaii is a trippy place because I believe it's the farthest islands from a continent in the world. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Of of one of the seven continents, it's the farthest. It's the farthest thing. And yeah. so um, there are no, there's not much on Hawaii that's native yeah. of, of any kind, anything. Yeah. Most things are non-native to Hawaii because it's essentially a, a volcanic island chain in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah. Um, but one of the interesting things about Hawaii, Hawaii is that um, Hawaii, I believe, is the only American state that's actually in the tropics. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. So, like, even even if you go down to, like, say, um, Florida, like the very southern tip of Florida or the Florida Keys, for instance, yeah. those are still considered the subtropics. 
Yes. Not actual tropics. Yeah. Right. What about, what about Guam? You know, Guam isn't a state. That's, that's true. Yeah. It is. It's a territory. It's a territory. Uh, and I will admit that I'm not familiar with all of America's territories and where they may or may not be located. Yeah. Um, I only know that Guam people are called Chamorin. That's, I learned but, that because I had a friend that was from Guam and I said he was Guamanian and he got real pissed. But, but I'll say this, like from the perspective that we're speaking of, if you're doing something in the United States, in the 50 United States, you don't go through customs the same way as if you're outside of it. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've got this, you know, uh, I, I don't have it, but um, they, they're doing some, you know, Hawaiian lights and I have a pretty old strain from Hawaii. And so we thought we'd chat about what that meant. So yeah. there is no wheat, unlike most of what we talk about, where Mexican or Colombian or Panamanian or Thai or African or any of this shit, there really is no record of marijuana in Hawaii um, much before, you know, the sixties or something. Yeah. You know? Um, so there's not like, there wasn't really any indigenous cultures cultivating it there. Yeah. Right. And so there's an aspect where, um, you know, it, it's rumored uh, and they certainly were involved at the Brotherhood of Eternal Love. Yeah. Um, that was one of the locations that they used to grow cannabis um, at, before helicopters flew. Yeah. Uh, and so as a result of that, uh, a lot of the common strains back then, uh, Mexican, Colombian, that kind of thing could be grown successfully out there. Yeah. Even today in Hawaii, um, most people, if they want to grow in Hawaii, they veg indoors or in greenhouses with artificial lighting because yeah. it's, it's basically so close to 12, 12 there all the time that anything that we normally grow in our, in, in our stuff, unless it's some kind of pure equatorial sativa would mm -hmm. flower immediately upon going outside. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 you know, I mean, that's part of the reason why equatorials take so long Yeah, is they don't have any like wintertime pressure where they have to create seed before they die. Yeah. It's always kind of warm and nice. And there's not, you know, you take Afghanistan or Hindu Kush or something like that, where there's a pretty good amount of difference between daytime and nighttime versus summer and winter. And yeah. in the equatorial regions, there's not a big difference. Yeah. It might be a couple of hours. Yeah. Right. Um, and so you might be 12, 12, or you might be 13 and 11, or you might be 11 and 13, but you don't mm -hmm. really vary much beyond that little aspect. Yeah. Um, so Hawaiian, Hawaiian, it basically is a catch-all term for anything you grow in Hawaii. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and what apparently what used to be grown out there was some combination of Colombians, Mexicans, Thais, and uh, um, and then some of that stuff was mixed with Afghans yeah. for structure and weight and this and that, you know, and and all that type of stuff. So. Um, you know, when, when, for instance, like they were talking about, you know, the, the stuff that Seattle Greg and those guys were getting in the seventies or eighties that they were mm -hmm. mixing with their Afghans, they were getting Hawaiian, right? Yeah. But, you know, that was probably some combination of Colombian, Thai, Mexican, uh, blended together and, and, or maybe mixed with Afghan. Yeah is kind of is kind of that you know and so um hawaii used to be a, a pretty bomb place to grow cannabis 
Uh, and then the problem became is when the helicopters started flying in the early eighties and stuff, um, there's not very much land mass in Hawaii. Yeah. So it's not, it, 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 it's not like Northern California or other areas where they just have this vast area to search through. Yeah. There's, you know, volcanic areas that it's really easy to see if there's weed growing. There's yes. jungle areas that are unsuitable. There's only so many, you know, human area, human habitation areas. And so the area they have to cover is pretty small. Yeah. It wouldn't be too hard to just fly up a little bit and see. So there was a big boom in the sixties and seventies of people growing out there. And then as soon as the helicopters started flying, a lot of people got a lot, you know, Hawaii kind of ceased being an export (laughs) on any major level. I'm not saying that it wasn't, some of it still didn't exist, but a lot of it moved into greenhouses. It moved onto the edge of jungles. It became really difficult to get off, off any kind of large scale stuff. Yeah. Uh, Cause the islands are so small. So when Matt did his interview with, with Greg, I think was the very first breeder syndicate interview. Um, you know, he talked about, he thought that the Hawaiian that they were using in NL five was some blend of Mexican and Colombian. Yeah. Was his, was his, that was his take on it. Yeah. That was his take. Some kind of Mexican Colombian, which would have been uh, pretty common because that would have been two of the main imports seeded weed imports that were coming into America at the time. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, and so I have a small tie to, uh, to Hawaiian, uh, not that I live there or anything like that because I never did, but, um, one of the strains that I still have is we call it the Maui. And of all places, I met a guy from Maui in the, in 94 in Amsterdam who had come out there to trade seeds with some of the breeders out there. And yeah. we shared a joint and stuff like that. And I was with some friends and he gave us a small handful of seeds. And uh, one of them became the Maui. So they have uh, truck stops in Hawaii is what you're saying. So, or I mean, Amsterdam, I mean, so they, uh, they, I mean, they have a whole district uh, (laughs) district, you know, they don't even have, they don't even call it. They just, they just, it's very much more open there. So, um, and so being 19 or whatever the fuck I was, I asked zero intelligent questions of this man. Uh, I thought he was a super old timer, which he was probably about my age. He was probably mid forties, but to to a 19 year old, (laughs) uh, he seemed a grizzled veteran. Yeah, I'm sure. You know? And that trip, I spent thousands of dollars on seeds. Uh, and the only thing that I ended up keeping was this female from a handful of seeds that he gave me when we shared a joint. Wow. It was pretty Out of all the Dutch stuff? You Out of all the Dutch stuff. That, that particular trip, uh, mm-hmm. which was, was one, it was, my, it was actually my first trip to Amsterdam, believe it yeah. or not, in 94. Um, that particular trip, um, I didn't find anything that was a keeper amongst the stuff that I bought initially. Do you remember what you bought? I bought all kinds of shit. Yeah, I bought NL5. I, I went to Sensi uh-huh. in 94, and I bought NL5 Haze. I bought NL5 Skunk One. Uh, I bought um, Super Skunk Yeah. Um, from them. Um, you know, I bought some, uh, you know, I, I, I think I bought some bubble gum that year. Yeah. Um, I bought, I bought a, a, a random, I bought some stuff from maybe Dutch passion. Anyway, I was stupid. Um, and instead <laughs> of buying, well, I mean, I was 19, right? So instead yeah, of buying yeah. like three or four things and buying like, you know, 50 seeds of each thing, 
Yeah. I bought like 15 or 18 things and like one or two packs of each. Yeah. Right. So yeah. then you like crack a pack and it's 10 seeds and you get four females and you don't like any of them. Yeah. And I was, that wasn't at the era. I was so young then that wasn't at the era where we were like keeping males or breeding or anything like that. Right. Um, so that's yeah. the other thing too, is I got that Maui and we tossed all the males cause they were fucking useless. Right. What yeah. are we going to do with those? You know? Um, but, uh, but so Hawaiian, Hawaiian is definitely, you know, in that it's kind of, it's in the lexicon. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone just said, Oh, Maui, wowie. Uh, Maui Wowie was is kind of like Matt Natanuska Thunderfuck or this or that or whatever. It's a catch-all term. It, it was it was huh? originally made by a guy named Fast Eddie from the Brotherhood of Eternal Love. So there really was a Maui Wowie at one time. Unlike Matt Natanuska Thunderfuck, we can't trace it to one person, but that one we can. But what has become Maui Wowie? I think most of what we see as Maui Wowie are, are mostly Afghan dominant types. Yeah, and they. You know, they used to uh, they used to ship uh, some of that stuff in macadamia nuts. Oh, wow. They did. They used to ship it to the <laughs> States. They used to hide it in the center of macadamia nut tins. Yeah. That's uh, funny. And stuff like that. And so, you know, Hawaiian was sort of a was sort of a catch all phrase. There is no indigenous Hawaiian. Yeah. Right. It was all basically entrepreneurs bringing other indigenous weed to Hawaii and trying to figure out how to get worthwhile buds out yeah. there is basically yeah. what it boiled down to. Um, and, uh, you know, what's interesting about like the, the Hawaiian that I have, the, what we call it. And the only reason why we call it the Maui is because I was dumb and I didn't ask any fucking questions. So, uh, the only thing that we knew was the dude was from Maui. Yeah. Um, I, but that's it, right? I met fast Eddie. I doubt you met, you met fast Eddie um, because uh, the fast Eddie that you probably met was a very famous dude from dead tour uh, who is part of the wrecking crew. Uh, maybe you met fast Eddie from the brotherhood of eternal love, but uh, He's around, but I, I, yeah, I've never been able to get a hold of him. I've tried a lot, but the fact, the fast Eddie that most people are familiar with um, is from the wrecking crew. He was, he was a pretty famous uh, person on, he goes, yeah, that guy, it was, it was a pretty famous dude on Deadlot. If you went to dead tour uh, on any level, um, you probably heard him be like, doses. He had the deepest voice doses. He would scream at little kids and stuff and they were all drunk and they were just a mess. But anyway, um, so there's an aspect where, uh, you know, so that's Hawaiian. Hawaiian is anything that got brought to Hawaii and got grown there. Yeah. Basically. Right. Yeah. Um, and then it just gets the name Hawaiian. And just like a lot of, lot, we've talked about this before, but just like a lot of stuff where it obscures the, like we give nicknames to things and it obscures the origin of where it came from. Yeah. Uh, that's what Hawaiian did. You know, Seattle Greg yeah. got Hawaiian, which yeah. isn't very helpful. Did he get pure Mexican, pure Colombian, a blend, a blend with Afghan? Mm-hmm. He didn't know. Yeah. They, they, so they the best he could tell was Af- uh, Mexican, Colombian. because that's The best he could tell was Mexican, yeah. Colombian, you know? And so, yeah. you know, um, and so that's what got blended in. And back then, uh, especially, you know, nobody knew that all this stuff was going to be famous and lineage and all that was going to get poured over and be super important. Right. Yeah. Uh, and notes were a bad thing. So it is like saying, oh, I got the Californian. 
Yeah, there, there was a California Indica that no, made it I around got, Amsterdam. I got, I got the California. You know, it's about yeah. it, it like gives you an idea of where the area was from. Right. And so, um, you know, what's interesting is that being that I'm not from Hawaii and I don't really have any ties there. Um, I do have we I do have some good friends that grew up on the island on various islands and grown there their whole life. Yeah. And when I showed them um, pictures and flowers of uh, my Maui cut. They did say that there was that wasn't that uncommon of a phenotype that they had seen in the past in Hawaiian that they had grown from the past. Yeah. You know, um, so Hawaii is sort of like a catch all from people get stuff, you know, I mean, like like there was even a thing we were talking about a couple episodes ago during the ChemDog episode where um, there's a Maui dog. Yeah. Why is it called Maui dog? Because someone got a, a supposedly a dog bud seed and took it to Maui. Yeah, popped it on Maui and now it's Maui dog, you know? So the interesting thing, there's some pictures of Maui on my page. Um, It's really interesting. It's huge. It's chunky. uh, It's pretty short. It's got a bunch of Afghan influence. But if you look at it, uh, the leaves are incredibly skinny and double serrated. Yeah. There's this aspect where uh, it's my audio kicking out. Ooh, it's just off my back off from your video kind of i mean we can hear you but it's just off from your speaking you look like you're in a kung fu movie i look like i'm in a kung fu is it better now no but it'll work it'll work so sorry that uh sorry that it's ad-libbed or whatever like i'm i'm dubbed uh hopefully that changes but um but yeah so my maui uh is you know csi is always looking to um do things that match. Right. And so in addition to my headband, I, you know, I've, I've shared a bunch of stuff with him in the hopes that he would breed it uh, and it would get out to a wider audience a bit. And um, one of the things that's going to get dropped with Matt and, and CSI is um, my Maui by the Hawaiian lights. I think it's, I don't know if that one or Maui by NL five, it might be just be, it might be Maui by NL five, but anyway, he used it. So, um, you know, and, and so there's an aspect too where it's like, you know, uh, it's it's been out there before. There's a cut from uh, Mandelbrot called The Truth, which is uh, Maui by Superdog that I made 20 plus years ago or something like that. Um, so it's percolated around and it's kind of been a Mendo, it's been a Mendocino County classic because it's uh, probably not now with the way the market is, but for a long time. It was one of those cuts that you could put outside, reliably get four or five pounds off it, and it would be done in the middle of October. Yeah. You That's know? decent. That's very decent. And it's yeah. pretty. I remember, I remember seeing pictures of it. I've never, uh, I don't think I've ever smoked Maui, but I've never seen pictures of it and thinking it was absolutely gorgeous, especially for an outdoor plant. Yeah. And it turns purple in the cold, you yeah. know, and stuff like that. And it's, it's obviously some kind of sativa Afghan blend, because if you yeah. look at the buds and the density and how quick it finishes, it's yeah, got it's a heavy Afghan, times. you know, yeah. but it's leaves are like, that's, I mean, it's like yeah. super skinny leaves. They don't even fatten really. They're just like consistently skinny the whole way down. And they've got a bunch of double serrations, which What's it smell like, um, you know, it smells kind of, it smell. I mean, it's one of those ones where when I ask people, oh God, let's not do that yet because I'll get all irritated. Uh, it, it's one of those ones where I've asked trimmers for years and years what it smells like. Yeah. Um, and I, you get ranges from 
My favorite is, uh, you know, Wrigley, uh, Wrigley fruity gum. Mm-hmm. That's a good it's, smell. You know, um, it's got a super distinctive smell. And I will say jokingly that it's, uh, I joke that it's like my longest female relationship because <laughs> we popped that seed in 1994. Yeah. And I still have it. So she's, uh, 28 years this year. Mm-hmm. 28. Yeah. Fucking old. Yeah, you know? that's really old. It's fucking old. And so I've had her literally, uh, she was the next to the crystal chunk. Um, she was the second weed that I ever really started religiously cropping. Yeah. Um, and if you're in Indiana or Chicago or Illinois area and you ever smoke the Maui, it's very likely it's the same cut mm-hmm. because that's where we cropped it first. And a bunch of friends um, grew it out there and probably still grow it here and there. You know, yeah, it's not elite by today's standards in terms of like the high, but it's probably yeah. it's got a good high, but it's mm-hmm. it's not up there with the best of the best, in my opinion, you know, but yeah. um, it's got an, a bunch of amazing qualities and it it's, um, you know, it breeds really well for for color and frost and structure and all that type of stuff. Um, it's really consistent and uh, it'll probably be another show, but the, it is blended into some very famous stuff. <laughs> you know that we won't dive into um but uh all i know is uh all i know is um where it's from yeah that's the totality that's how it goes it was from an old dude on maui that had been growing there for a long time and he basically said he grew things and acclimated them there and he came over to amsterdam to trade seeds with friends yeah and he would bring stuff back and mix it into his lines and Da, 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 da. And so he said it was an Afghan that finished quick and yielded well and was rot resistant. And you could mm-hmm. see the, you know, you could see the, the sativa in it. And so yeah. I have pretty high hopes uh, that CSI will blend it into a few different things because um, it's such a stable breeder. And the yeah. other part about it that I really like is that when anytime you get anything that's that old, mm-hmm. It's lineage ties to something completely different than what's a mishmash of today. Yeah, that's true. Anything from the mid nineties doesn't really have any of the most famous 40 or 50 cuts that we usually talk about that's in it. Yeah. So a lot of times when you're breeding, you get the best results when you start breeding things that are kind of unlike each other and not too related. Um, so it's not related to cam or Kush or this or that, or da, 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 you know? And so it hasn't been overused and over blended. Um, you know, and so there's a, Matt sent me a, a, a thing this morning, um, about all the, um, I'm sorry, I started reading stuff and got distracted, but you know, we could one day do, I, we have some good friends that probably, uh, would be a, a lot better experts on like Hawaiian growing culture and yeah. famous strains and stuff like that. I don't really feel it's like my place to like lead a kind of discussion like that. It's not an area where my knowledge goes hella deep. Yeah. You know? I couldn't I mean, talk on Molokai frost. Like people are asking or quiet electric. I couldn't talk on any of that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've heard plenty of stories secondhand. I've had, you know, I know a bunch of growers uh, from over there and stuff like that over the years. Um, you know, but you know, the, we could do a whole episode, uh, where people could ask questions. Um, you know, but I, we did think it was worth mentioning. We did think it was cool to talk about because Hawaiian is sort of getting like brought back in because of this interest in the NL and the NL five and what Greg was doing and, 
And, you know, maybe, maybe there's an aspect of like talking about what Hawaiian was. Yeah. Yeah. Was beneficial. So, you know, Hawaiian is, is sort of, and like what Hawaiian was, isn't what Hawaiian is. That's correct. Yeah. Because what Hawaiian was back then might've been a mix of Colombian and Mexican and some Afghans and stuff that the brotherhood of eternal love was doing. But Hawaii now is just another place that clones get sent. Yeah. Right. So it's got cherry pie and it's got skunks and it's got this and it's got chems and da 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 and you know, so on and so forth and whatnot. Um yeah. it is a cool place in the sense that there's uh you know, it's super humid there and um it's a totally different environment. And so yeah. you have to find things that do well in that environment. Yeah, you know what? I that would be a good idea. Maybe we can have Pakalolo in Paradise on and yeah, uh, that's maybe why I didn't want to talk about it. We have some yeah. resources and some friends that would be far more educated uh because that's their neck of the woods. Yeah. Um to talk about that kind of stuff than we would be. Um yeah. I just wanted to bring it up in the sense that we've been getting a bunch of questions about Hawaiian and Hawaiian lights and lot, you know yeah. what's what's your Maui and stuff like that and you know, Ma- Maui is one of those ones where I even lost it, uh, sadly, for a number of years due to some unfortunate circumstances. Um, but because it was a classic grown by old timers around my area in Mendo, um, it, it, it lived. Yeah. Because like I said, you know, there was, you know, in, in an era where like weed was weed to some degree, um, you know, a four to six pound reliable plant that was done in the middle of October was pretty beneficial. Yeah. So it was kind of one of those things I brought, I brought it out in 98 or whatever yeah. and started spreading it around and it's kind of percolated around our area off and on since then. And it's still around there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I still have it. I live here. Uh, there's a few friends that have it. Uh, yeah. it's certainly probably under pressure with how few strains sell currently, yeah. Yeah. you know, and how rough the market has become and how, how low the market has become recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely still exists. Um, I gave it to, like I said, I gave it to CSI um, to uh, breed with, mm-hmm. you know, and preserve, help preserve, you know, it's always, it's always risky when you're trying to save things. You have to find people that have an interest in stuff that were willing to hold on to it. Yeah. Right. Because I, there could be a fire, there could be an accident, there could be a bust, there could be any number of different things. Um, people are talking about what's Aloha White Widow. Aloha I don't really seeds. know much about Aloha, Aloha White Widow, except from for Amsterdam. Except for it was White Widow from Amsterdam popped on in Hawaii. No? Aloha Seeds was from Amsterdam. Aloha Seeds was from Amsterdam. Yeah, they were a Dutch company, and they they made it, and they just called it Aloha White Widow, so everybody assumed it was you know a Hawaiian White Widow. But, See, there uh, you go. I even assumed. Yeah, yeah. I no, just assumed it, that it was a it was another one of those things where you're in, um, you know, you're in. It's it was just one of those things where it's like, oh, it's from Hawaii. Let's add Hawaii. I actually called Aloha Seed Bank in Amsterdam. I, God, when I first heard about the strain, because I wanted to see if I could still source it at the time. Um, yeah, they wouldn't even talk about what was in it or any of that. But yeah, it, it was it was their their seed line. They weren't just, they just weren't interested in selling it anymore. So it's sort of one of those things where uh, Soma decided to call a line New York City Diesel. Exactly. And it's not yeah. sour diesel, but might yeah. as well call it diesel because it was the first, you know. Yeah. Um, 
So who knows? Who knows? I was mistaken right there. I didn't actually know it's back history. I've yeah. never personally grown it, you know? Um, so, so I think probably like uh, 99% of people had no clue that it was Aloha Seeds Amsterdam. Um, it's just, it's just how it's always gone. Everybody was a, a Aloha widow. Of course it would be. And that's, that's one of the things that Matt and I always talk about where it's like, you can make misleading statements and not outright lie. Mm-hmm. And then people will just assume. Yeah. Like, exactly. You know, these genetics are authentic. By the way, I, I was super stoked a long time ago. I made a joke about how you could rename blueberry or blue dream and call it blueberry fucking yum yum. And someone would probably buy it. I just today saw a strain called blueberry yum yum taken off. Oh, man. Hot damn. Hot damn. Called it. Oh, well, somebody's talking about NCGA. Rock. 10 percent rock. You know, so, yeah, I, I mean, there's game. the 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 name game and then creating assumptions based on that. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, 20 years ago, if something was was named after some kind of smell or aroma or whatever, it probably had some kind of distinctive remembrance of that. Yeah. Uh, now it's it has no connection to it. You know, is it a ludicrous song? I call I pull blueberry yum yum out my ass. But uh, goddamn. It's hard it's being original. Name. I wouldn't have and known that. It's very hard being original. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's aspects <laughs> where, you know, Hawaiian, um, uh, you know, it's probably going to remain a mystery. And when anytime, anytime you have like a mystery, mm-hmm. right, that's hard to be proven, you're going to get people that are going to claim that they have knowledge. Yeah. And they have facts behind the rumor. And it's like, oh, well, you might not have had the Hawaiian that, that went to Greg, but we did. Yeah. That was my uncle. Yeah. yeah my uncle. That, was, that was my dad. That was my uncle. That was my that was my dad's best friend. That was my, you know, my aunt's, you know, my my aunt's boyfriend, I, whoever, you know, because you can't really refute it. And that's really popular in cannabis um, is being able to not refute things. Well, I mean, you and saw just just in this episode, just in this 20 minutes or whatever that we've been live, you saw one person come in here, ask for an opinion because they weren't sure, and then flip out because it was counter to what they wanted to hear. It I happens. missed that part. Like oh, you I missed said, that? I'm not very good at patting my head and rubbing my stomach, so I ignore a lot of the comments, not because they're not valuable, but because I, I have a hard time like bullshitting uh, and reading. At the same time. Yeah. You know, my someone brain. Was, he, my brain was in here repeatedly asking about someone nonstop and then asked about someone that referred him to that person. Um, someone from Virginia, that dude. So oh. I was just like, dude, stop. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I don't know. There's and there's aspects, too, where it's like sometimes people make a really good assumption that like this is old enough and this is mysterious enough that it'll never be outed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think most of them that do it think that think that it's old enough and it's in the past enough. And it's I mean, we even saw it when I won't even mention their name, but we did this that that we outed somebody a few years ago um, that consistently had he was a younger cat and he consistently had strains that were from one to two years before they were ever released. Yeah. And you could just tell that they were just hunting on the forums for early info. Yeah. And then they figured they'd they'd ratchet it back for a week, a year or two. And then they didn't realize that there was people that were actually alive and in cannabis then. Yeah. You know, 
Um, yeah, yeah, he so didn't like, even, that dude didn't even go look at the catalogs to see if he could get the year right. He's just like, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, when I first, we, don't, we don't even talk about that, but when I first saw him yeah. on Instagram, I thought that dude was like in his fifties. He would have had to have been. And then I figured and then I figured out he was like 27 and I was like, what in the fuck? You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. So, you know, and yeah, there's a thing. I mean, there's multiple people that, that have claimed, um, you know, that have claimed connection to various seed banks or various people or various this or that. And, you know, uh, one of the cool things about the internet is that it's linked a bunch of us. Yeah. And so you get a chance to, you know, you get a chance to, to ask those people. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, hell no. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, and so, you know, there's uh, yeah, skunk, hey, someone picked it up. Skunk 18, yeah. fam. Uncle Fester's <laughs> skunk 18. Uh, nature fraud. I, I noticed do. someone mentioned about the uh, seeds being federally legal. And I at first I was like, what? First, that's from a source, like a single source. And I'm not 100% sure on what they posted. But if if um, cannabis seeds were to be classified as hemp seeds, you'd still need a hemp license. You need a seed distribution license and you'd only be distributing in your state. So, no, I think you can send it. I think you can send it out of state. But I think the issue is, is that you can't just be like, I'm going to send my buddy in Florida a bunch of seeds and write hemp and we're good. No, you have to have there has to be legitimate companies in both states. Because hemp is hemp is legal. They have to be registered in the state of California as a California hemp seed company. Yes, and you'd have to send it to a registered. I use. Is that how it works? You'd have to be in the market for them to buy the seed. Because hemp is hemp was put in the farm bill. Yeah. So it's um it's legal in all fifty states. Yes. It's not a state. It's not a state by state thing. And there's even there's even hemp transports where you can transport legal hemp clones from one state to another. Interesting, but you. Still to this day, after working at the hemp farm, I know that they cannot buy anything not licensed to be sold in California by a hemp registered. Sure, that might be a different. So, yes, technically it's legal, but there's but it's still like you have to have two hemp businesses. It has to be a legitimate sale between hemp businesses. It's not like I'm going to send a bunch of hemp seeds legally. We haven't gotten to the point where it's like tomato seeds or something like that, where it's just like enthusiasts can just trade whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just ran through this and experienced it with uh, um, the California hemp laws and like register trying to register to be a breeder of hemp and stuff like you have to do go through so many fucking hoops. Maybe that's just California, too, but you have to go through so many hoops to be able to grow hemp in California for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure state state by state they can put their own regulations on it. Yeah, but I don't believe that any state can make hemp illegal because it's a federally federally legal in the yeah. farm bill. It's just it's not illegal, but it's heavily regulated. And I think what happened is, is that all these people in all these different states jumped into hemp and there wasn't a pipeline for that much CBD or CBG yeah. or hemp products yet. Yeah, so people are saying that. um like Costco doesn't have a license. No, but they're selling hemp that's been treated with heat. That's a whole nother different kind of license, everything else. Once it's been treated with heat, it's unviable. So of course they can sell that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's been around forever, but yes, yeah. it has. So I don't know. I mean, there's uh, but yeah, there's, there's been, I mean, that's one of the, one of the reoccurring frauds yeah. in cannabis is just, like, you know, since new people are in every five or 10 years, 
you can recycle the same garbage over and over again, you know? Oh, sure. And then people get all mad and they start coming on and defending themselves. And then the people that told the lie first, they start to change aspects of it because they realize they've been outed, you know, and they have to yeah. shift what it is, you know? Um, and it's just one of those, it's just one of those areas that's like rife for bullshit. Yeah. You know? Um, and so maybe, maybe I should, maybe I should do like, I never do a plug on here, but maybe I should do like a plug. Right. Yeah. So, uh, anytime you see like, quote unquote, my headband cut, or like when I just talked about the Maui or anything like that, like my entire intention for spreading genetics is for people to have good weed. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, uh, I don't, um, I don't, I'm not making anything off of, uh, off of, off, off these things. I'm not profiting in any way. I'm not trying to jump into the seed game. I've had a bunch of friends trying me to, trying to get me to, uh, one of them is on, is, is on your screen right now. Um, but, uh, I've resisted, you know, um, and it's nothing, it's nothing against people that make seed for money or anything like that. Cause obviously I have a bunch of friends that do so. Um, but like part of passing out, uh, you know, clones and stuff like that to good friends. Uh, and especially CSI is that he's got enough of a Matt and CSI and others have enough of a customer base that you can get good stuff out there. That's different. Yeah. And one of the ways that like, you know, I've said it before, but um, probably the person that probably the person that did the biggest guarantee that my Mendo perps will never disappear from the community is Caleb. Yeah. Because he fell in love with it and he, he crossed it to a shit ton of yeah. different things and enough people bought that, that even if the mom was to terribly get lost, her children and grandchildren are freaking everywhere. Yeah. And so that's really, if you want to talk about legacy with seeds um, or anything else, you know, anytime anything gets popular, like all of a sudden, you know, Caleb releases um, some L some chem D in, in LA and yeah. some, and some TK in LA right. Um, that he reversed and people are finding amazing things in it. And now for the first time ever, all of a sudden you start to see clone sellers popping up with the cut, you yeah. know? Um, and you start to see freaking, uh, and you start to see, um, you know, people popping up with, with, you know, crosses that have it, you know, and all that different types of shit. And yeah. so, you know, it's, it's just one of the things that goes along with popularity. Yeah. You could probably go back six months and before or a year before I started talking about it and nobody has it. Yeah. Nobody was ever talking about the LA Kush headband before it, we started talking about it. So nobody was mentioning it. Nobody was mentioning it. I mean, not that it hadn't existed before and not that it didn't no, no. exist with Mandelbrot seeds 15 years ago or something like that. But yes. in the last five or six years, it was, it was nowhere. Yeah. Right. And so, and, and now all of a sudden, and really it only got my name. I, I didn't even want it to have my name. Um, people were just trying to differentiate like how, what to call what headband. Yeah. And so they attached it to it. So it's like people always assume that I'm getting some royalty or I'm getting some kind of, um, you know, aspect or I'm getting cuts or, you know, payback or whatever. And it's, Or and, they're assuming also sometimes that you verified said cut. Yeah, but I verified it and that's why it has it. And so... You know, there's an aspect to it where it's like the only reason why I passed it out to a few good friends is just to hopefully have people that uh, get weed that I like a whole bunch yeah. and get that into some hybrids. That's really it. 
just so everybody knows, you know? So if you start seeing, you know, people pop up on clone traders and this and that and everything else, it's not like I'm the only person on earth that has it, but it's very, very small circle and it's most likely a scam. Yeah. At this point, you know, yep. if it becomes incredibly popular, like everything else, it'll probably leak and there'll be some, you know, but I mean, it's really just, Oh, somebody, somebody's finding a bunch of fire. I have that. Yeah. You want it? It's 400 bucks. Oh, I'm breeding with that. I got seeds of it already. I got that. Yep. And that's the seed name game. You know, it's the seed name game. And that's, it's as far back as like, as people in Amsterdam not wanting to give out lineage just so their competitors would all copy that lineage instantaneously. Yeah. So, you know, just for clarification on that, like it, it, it's not, and there's nothing wrong with selling seeds or this or that or whatever else, but it's like my entire breeding has like not been, that's not been, I bred for, cause I like good weed. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think it makes some people mad that they can't attack me for fucking them over or like, or breeding Hermie shit or this or that yeah. or whatever, you know? And, and really when it comes down to it too, is like, you know, a bunch of our friends have been talking to, uh, talking about it. And it's like, if this seed crash leads to a financial crash for a bunch of people, it might go back to a small handful of enthusiasts making seeds. And it will be, I, I because, really think it will be. Yeah. Because 95% of the people as you know, have gotten into seed breeding in the last five or six years with the intention that it could be another revenue stream and it could get their name out there and it could get this and that. And part of the reason why so much stuff today comes from so few breeders from 20 years ago is because nobody bothered to breed. Yeah. It wasn't all that common. Yeah. Because it was, there wasn't money in it. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of money in it. People think there's a lot of money in it now, but if there's only a few people making a lot of money. Yeah. There's only a few people and there's, and you know, and so there was a minute there in IG where people could sell seeds and make their own private hybrids and like sell them to their followers and all that. And that seems to be collapsing a little bit right now. Yeah. Um, so we'll see in two or three years, how many of those people really love making seeds and care about breeding and which ones it was just another Avenue. Yeah. For revenue. And not that there's anything wrong with revenue, you know, no, nothing wrong with I, it. I have seen a massive the one thing, I mean, whether people hate me or like me, I haven't gone away and I've seen a massive overturn since I've gotten here. And I'm, I'm expecting a super massive overturn because I mean, just in the past five years, you know, thousands of people making seeds trying to sell that this popped up and, and that's going to get a lot harder. That's the problem too, is that since most people started recently, mm -hmm. you know, they're grabbing what they have available to them. That's recent. So yeah. all this breeding is like all the same five or six, you know, five or six years of the most recent, most famous stuff. Yeah. And I, uh, I don't think that you're going to find anything magically different crossing cherry pie and Kush. No. Yeah. I think that people have tried that yeah. over and over and over and over, over and over ad nauseum and, 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 you know, and you're probably not going to find anything new using Kush mints. No. And I'm not even dissing those strains. Don't get me wrong. No. I'm not. I'm just, just saying nothing that. nothing unique to today. It's We've already seen the unique from it. You know? Yeah. I mean, there was, there's a guy commenting. There was a bunch of people that had the surprising thing about, about the head, my headband cut is not that it's mine or whatever, because it's, I didn't make it or anything, but that most people won't hold on to anything unless it's making them money right now. Yeah. So there's an enormous amount of stuff like, uh, you know, 15 years ago, I knew 
dozens and dozens of growers that had Urkel and grape ape and GDP. And green crack even. Yeah. And green crack. And then as soon as the market changed, six people kept it. Yeah. There was a bunch of people that had headband 15 years ago, you know, or sours, you know? Yeah. I mean, I even had a friend call me the other day, uh, who's lifelong, uh, resident of Southern Humboldt and they're looking for sour cuts. Yeah. Because in the last two or three years, everybody has been um, popping all, you know, working with all this candy and all this dessert and all this purple and all this stuff. And now people are starting to ask for it again and nobody kept it. It's not like it doesn't exist. They'll be able to get it back again eventually, but maybe they don't get back the same one. Yeah, that's 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 a big deal. That's why a lot of people don't have Urkel. Like you said, Urkel was one of the most grown things up there. Everybody I knew that had more than 10 lights in Mendo was growing Urkel or Grape Ape or something like that. Mendo P. Yeah. They were all growing purples. Yeah. You know? Um, and, uh, you know, and then, you know, when Sour and Kush came in, um, everybody dropped it. Yep. When Cookies came in, a bunch of people dropped Sours. When this came in, a bunch of people dropped that. And uh, I do think there's going to be a, a, a renaissance of some of those strains because they're better, in my yeah. opinion, than a lot of the modern cuts. Absolutely. I so agree. They'll, they'll come back. They taste better. They work better. They're longer lasting. They have more unique eyes, <laughs> yeah. you know, that type of thing. So I, I think they will make a comeback, um, you know, uh, but, you know, there's I mean, I, the my sour that I have, I've had this sour since the very early 2000s. I don't know which one it is. Yeah. Um, but it's not most of the one I've collected a whole bunch of them. Um, and it's not most of them. Yeah. I haven't found one. I haven't found one. I kept hoping I'm like, Oh, maybe it's the Chaco. Maybe it's the Amish. Maybe it's the Joe B. Maybe it's the, uh, ECSD. Maybe it's the NYCD. Maybe it's the, you know, yeah. um, and, uh, it's, what's really hard is you really can't tell diesels apart by pictures. No, not, no, they all tend to look super scum. You really have to grow them side by side and you really have to kind of smoke them if you want to pick out differences. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, what I know about my sour is that it's old and that we kept it and that's about it. You know, the headband got renamed sour by a bunch of people. Um, it got, you know, it, it got tossed around, but it was a little bit more finicky than regular sour and it could freak out on you sometimes. So a lot of people got rid of it because it wasn't as easy as the other ones. Yeah. You know, and, and then people get rid of their cut. And one thing that I've learned is that if I would have lost my sour cut, even though I have six or seven other different ones right now, um, it, none of them are that one. Yeah. And there's a bunch of people that always talk about, you know, I tried to get back that thing that I had. And I can't find the sour diesel cut or the blue dream cut or the GDP cut I, I, yeah. I, or the Trinity. I can't get it back. It's yep. it, like, this one's good, but it's not, um, but it's not, it's not what it is. I, um, Dookie made a good comment. He said the skunk search should start in a sour S one. And I, I agree, but I think the places I saw it the most were when you cross two, different expressions of super skunk was where I was seeing it just constantly pop up. I thought that was, but I think that you can probably find that in a sour S one. I'm it's just, you the, can't make them. The problem is with sour S ones is that like it fails or you get like 20 seats. Exactly. That's why, that's why I even went with crossing two super skunks that are, that are 
different expressions like a sour and a diesel. But I do agree with him. I think that diesels are modern skunk. Yes. I think it's one of the most classic examples of a modern skunkoid type plant that we have. Yeah. Diesels are modern skunk. And the good thing about the diesels is that unlike a lot of other things where you could be like, oh, that one's fake or whatever. Mm-hmm. Most of the diesels are pretty fucking nice, man. Yeah. They burn yeah. good. They smoke good. They have, you know, they range in gassy to more headband aromas, stuff like that. But grown well, taken long enough, dried right. They, they work. Yeah. You know? um, they work. They're good. You know, so it's one of my favorite families. So, you know, there's probably like at this point from my experimentation, there's at least 10 or 12 cuts that are all different from each other that circulate. Yeah. And of course, everyone wants to be like, oh, mine's the oldest. Mine's the original. Mine's the one you remember. That's why you should pay X amount for it. Yeah. In clone form or in weed form, because it, yeah. I can try it, take, take it back right to 95. You don't know the bros that I know. You, Except you don't have for most skip. of those people haven't been growing since 95. I mean, whatever. You know, I just, I yeah, just I mean in the sense yeah. that, that it's like, then it becomes, a, you know, that's really what it becomes. It becomes a marketing gig. Uh, but luckily, um, you know, uh, they, a lot of them still exist and they're, most of them are all good. There's only one or two that I didn't like very much. Yeah. I liked, I liked, um, uh, your grow of the Amish. I'd never tried it before that. Oh, that um, was that, those couple of years that I brought it to the party. It was fire. It was dude. All the diesels you grew were flavorful. They all had that mouth coating thing in common, but they, they were all super flavorful outdoor. I'd never really had much diesel outdoor that was good. And that year, it wasn't, that it wasn't straight outdoor. It was greenhouse. So well, I had a little shit. bit more control. It was sun grown. It was sun, sun grown. I, I do. You know. I'm a, I'm an indoor grower. So anything that's not fucking pure indoor to me is outdoor. <laughs> I mean, somebody okay. mentioned, somebody mentioned, no, I'll I bring it up. Somebody mentioned Pip's ECSD. Yeah. Um, you know, Pip gave me his ECSD to try mm-hmm. uh, as one of my, like, which one of these sours is my sour. And it wasn't my sour. It's one that I liked a whole bunch. And when he came out to the party that year, um, he was like, dude, I've only grown it this good once or twice. Yeah. You know, and I mean, some of that's probably I did a nice job on the growing it. But, uh, you know, sun's real nice light. Yeah, dude. Sun, sun, love the sun. The sun is a great light. So if you get good weather with the sun and you get warm, nice days that go into late October, early November, and you can take that sour late. Most yeah. people with sour, the problem that became with sour up here is that. As soon as it got the nose, people would cut it. Yeah. And it probably needed another 10 days to two weeks. And it's real easy for it to go from being a good nose when you cut it to turning complete boof once you try to fucking cure it. I've seen sour go bad so many times just in the cure. People are asking what AJ's is. You know, I I don't I mean, I know AJ a little bit, but um you know what AJ's was what AJ's was in the late nineties and early two thousands does not seem to be the same thing that he has currently as AJ's. Yeah. I'll say that. Um, and it's not, you know, and there's even times where I, people are talking about like, Oh, there's this like, like names I've never heard of. Yeah. Right. Like, Oh, now there's the real sour. Now yeah. there's that Albany sour. Yeah. Albany now, sour, yeah. yeah. Now, now there's names that like never even existed during the forum days or anything like that, but yeah. there's new terms that are popping up the real deal. Yeah. And then people will be like, I'm convinced that this real deal sour is your headband. Yeah. 
And I'm like, I don't know. How would I know? Yeah. How the fuck would you know? How would I know? How would you know? You know, yeah. like how would, you, know, like, you, could, you could give it to me and I'll try it, I suppose, or whatever. But it's yeah. like, it's not, I, I, I can't tell you, you know? Um, but like I said, luckily, most of these cuts of diesel cuts are real nice. Yeah. Most of them get you nice and high. Most of them burn well. Um, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, Amherst sour diesel, right? Fucking, I mean, he's, he's passed now, but Mandelbrot made that up. Yeah. That was my sour diesel that I gave to him that yeah. he crossed into a bunch of stuff. And he just decided that it was from Amherst and added Amherst to it. Cause that's what he thought. I didn't get it from Amherst, you know? Yeah. So, but it, it sticks. Yeah. Albany real, the real sour. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a leading statement. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Convince people the origins, which one is it? Oh, the real one, the real one, the, the, the real original one. one. It's you know. the, yeah, the the original, original, the real, original, real, <laughs> verified, you know, actually sour diesel. I'm just going to like, actually. Yeah. And some of them, you know, it seems like <laughs> the Chaco cut is the same thing as the ECSD. Yeah. But these yeah, names I'm are so sure. it's kind of like Kush. The names get so interchangeable that mm -hmm. one piece for one person's Diablo OG could be another person's SFE. Yeah. You know, um, and and all that, you know, so. um. You know, and, and really like when I got my sour cut, uh, it came helpfully labeled sour D. Yeah. It didn't have any moniker on it. And then I never got, I never got AJ's or Rez's or Chaco or ECSD because I already had the diesel. What, what is a plant spanker sour? I've never heard of her. Never heard of her. Okay. Keep going. You know? And so, so yeah, people, people get, people get stuff that gets attached to it. Yeah. You know, whose is it? Oh, it comes from this dude. So it's his. Whose yes. is it? Oh, it's this. Well, you know, Amish got named it because it came out of Pennsylvania and there's a bunch of Amish. And that one was from Shroomy and it's also called Shroomy's Diesel too. It's also called Shroomy's Diesel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff like that where nicknames get added and subtracted. I don't know what the real deal sour is. I don't know what the Albany sour is, but it's like as, as more of the story comes out, I would assume that like Albany is just trying to tie it to Manny and some of the original sour people. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is like, we know the term from Vondo that they called the sour that they all preferred the Manny. And we don't really mention that much, but I guarantee that someone's going to pop up with that motherfucking Manny in two weeks or a yeah. week, <laughs> you know, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, there's, and you know, and, and so sometimes one of those things just like, just, just like the, the dog isn't really, you know, it's not really, you know, skunk VA's dog, yeah. but he gets on the forums and he's the first guy talking about it. And which cut is it? Oh, it's the skunk VA cut. Yeah. You know, oh, it's not so's headband. Yeah. Cause you're trying to figure out some kind of language to chat about it. It's Matt Riot's 12 inch cock. I get that all the time. I just, just because I... <laughs> Yeah, that's just the difference between our, our measurements and metric and metric, you know, <laughs> people getting inches, inches and centimeters, you know, <laughs> totally confused, totally confused <laughs> inches and centimeters. But but yeah, you know, and, and no, I mean, someone just said, hey, for the preservation, I'm not even dissing. I've known uh, Skunk VA since for 20, 20 plus years. I'm not dissing him. That's that's no. not my intention whatsoever. I'm just no, saying he didn't, how, he didn't attach his name to it. It was it was actually uh, Caleb who attached his attached Skunky's name to it because that was the source that it came from. Yeah, and yeah. it's like so 
you know, which head, you know, which headband, you know, uh, not so's headband, you know, uh, which, which, yeah, I hate that one. Oh my God. I don't even use, I don't even, I don't even like that word hate, but I, I really despise the murder. And like, the funny thing is like the 56 day, that's what it was told to me when I got it. No six. Yeah. But it's not 56. It's more like nine weeks or 10 weeks at least. Someone just know? said Sun Simulator had something to do with Sun Simulator had nothing to do with the creation of diesel. But he did make some nice diesel hybrids later on. I do agree with that. He did a cool strawberry diesel. Yeah. Lumpa headband. Lumpa headband is most likely a, a OG Kush S1 bag seed. And in that case, Lupa did name that motherfucker after himself. And he did, he did have an ego boost and name it after himself. That was intentional. But sometimes yeah. it's not intentional. Skunk VA, he didn't intend yeah. on it. And actually, yeah. Chemdog got a little hyphy about it because it was like technically his cut. Yeah. And all of a sudden, people are calling it Skunk VA's cut. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of embarrassed about my, you know, not so's headband because, um, you know, I don't really attach myself to stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I didn't name it not so's Mendo perps. Yeah. You know, or anything like that. Like, you know, I guess you got to have depends on whether or not you want to have a, an ego attachment to it. Yeah. You know, but really when it comes down to it, when you get back to breeding all the stupid names, all the attachments, all the, all the, everything else, the only thing that people are going to remember is if it's good weed. Yeah. So you are my phone, my phone's getting down to like 10%. So let's cover some of that real quick. All right. So there's this thing going around right now that really irritates the piss out of me. And, um, there's, um, you know, they've been pushing all this stuff with the Emerald cup judging and all that. And SC labs has come out with this new classification and they're trying to get rid of using sativa and indica, which that's a different discussion. Yeah, I agree. I agree um, that that we that there could be better terms. There could be better terminology now. applied to that. Sure. But what they want to replace it to um, is they and what they're using for the Emerald Cup this year is the most ridiculous bullshit I've ever seen. Yeah, and the reason why is because they have six categories, and I'll try to do them off of memory. Um, but it's haze, Jack, and haze. Yeah, and it's um, this probably won't be in order. Um, Go ahead. OG and gas. Yep. Sweet dreams. Sweets and dreams. Sweet and dreams. Desserts. Exotics. Uh, what's the final one? Tropical uh, and floral. Tropical and floral. Right? Which are two different. And so, like, that's yeah. the most ridiculous smell and terpene classifications I've ever heard in my life. Exotics? What like, is exotic? What's exotic? Do, it, I mean... Do they go off the exotic mic definition of exotics where runts is an exotic? Well, I mean, just exotic is like exotic is something that's unusual to you. Yeah, exactly. That's all exotics. I'd be like, like, you know, maybe some Southeast Asians I would consider exotics or some wild Africans. we've never. But if you live there, it's not exotic. It's common. Exactly. So how can you might be exotic to you over there? What is sweets and dreams? Sweets and dreams is the one that makes the like no sense to me and then, at all. And then, you know, like, and then there's an aspect of, okay, so you've got sweets plus dreams and then you've got desserts. Now I get dessert cookies has a marketing campaign where everything they name is dessert based. Yeah. So right? they get so the they, whole, so they the have cookies category. and they have sherbet and they have flan and they have fucking this and that and bullshit and whatever. And none of, it, none of it tastes like the specific dessert. 
Exactly. It's just None. they have a theme. Yeah. Right. Uh, I will say that cookies, the original Thin Mint, uh, which they can't say anymore because uh, Girl Scouts sued them, um, but it did have kind of a doughy flavor. Yeah, I don't get that from any of it. All I taste is OG, but I know people do do get that from it. So it's it's also like how you smell, how you taste, yeah, how different but, things but are. I mean, I can at least, okay, it's got some kind of doughy type aroma to it, you know, that some people, but what is exotics? But it was neither thin nor mint. That's right. what I'm sure. What is, what is exotics? What is, yeah. what is dessert weed? What is dreams? What is dreams? What does that even fucking and even, mean? Like blue dream? Even That's Jack it? and Hayes. Okay. So Jack and Hayes in California, like, um, you know, that it's mostly terpenaline. Yeah. But that's by no means the only haze aromas in haze. In fact, like I, the, would, I would put it, Blue Dream in the Jackson Haze category more than I would like a blueberry category, but I certainly wouldn't make a category for dreams based off one strain. But, you know, it's like even if, so even like all in back in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where there's a bunch of haze cuts that are still pretty famous and kept. Yeah. You know, they don't, the, the, the best ones they have back there aren't terpidoline. They don't smell like Jack. They smell like frankincense. They smell like church. They smell, there's a variety of smells. So, so uh, hold on. I'm going to re- respond to one thing. Uh, someone said they are leaning into genetics. No, they're not. And chemovar, this is not based on chemovar, which I think is important. And I appreciate the effort in advancing the discussion. The thing is, this discussion was already advanced past indica and sativa and hybrid long ago. And it's, it's only the people that aren't very well read on the subject that are still there. And you have to realize, Robert Clark. just so everyone knows that when you're judging at the Emerald Cup, all these jars are labeled and no one has any, supposedly has any idea what they are. Yeah. They're supposed to just, just blind smoke and gas and smell and, and look and share. It doesn't mm-hmm. come with... Oh, this is white runts from X and X farm. Yeah. It's just sample number 148. Yep. You know, and we're going to name it. Is this, is this dessert to you? Is this dreams? Do you feel dreamy when you smoke this? Yeah. Is this dream? That, that still blows my mind. Cause I, you know, that just, even the, even the, even the OG, even the OG and gas, it's like yeah. in OG, there's piney, there's earthy. There's so much depth in OG itself and you can't just combine diesel and Kush yeah. into the same category as gassy OGs. What yeah, what about what about the the like the Irene ones that are more sweet cereal OGs? Like yeah, ones, and that ones, ones that. that are ones that are like lemony and pine soul. Yeah. And ones like that, that are straight earthy mouth coat. Yeah. Um so really to me, I'm not trying to to diss them or whatever, but it it, it really is a step backwards. And I really don't want that kind of language to start being used um, because, you know, what the fuck is dreams? Yeah. What the fuck is dreams? Yeah. The thing, my point was like, I, I, I agree in advancing the conversation because I do not think Indica, Indica and Sativa and hybrid are accurate. However, someone already did that. Like someone pointed out Merlin and, and Clark came up with the broadleaf dominant narrow leaf drug. I'm sorry, broadleaf drug type, narrow leaf drug type. And um, from there, I mean, you, you know, you can classify it any other way, but those BLD and NLD. Way. Yeah. BLD you know, and NLD is a great way to do it because it doesn't talk up. about the high type. It and just talks about the, the outward expression. And maybe we should, you know, we're planning on having uh, our buddy Crybaby come on 
uh, one mm-hmm. of these shows and we're going to have like a terpene and, a, and an aroma episode uh, because he can probably talk more intelligently about those kind of things than we can. He's got a better language. But yeah. really what this is, is it's about communication and language. So when we're talking about our eyes, it's really easy to be like, this is periwinkle or this is yeah. burgundy or this is orange or this is. And you can be like, yes, that is. We can both see it. But when it comes to to nose, right, other yeah. than sour, bitter, dead, salty, there's only like five or six things that you actually taste. Right. Yeah. And then the rest is impression. So people will be like, oh, this smells like pencil shavings or a, a fresh car or it smells like, you know, something common like oranges. So you don't really describe the smell. Yeah. You describe something else that it smells like. Yeah. But but that classification, what the fuck does dream smell like? Yeah. That's, what is what is exotic dream. smell like? Yeah. You know what used to be exotic in Europe? Pepper. Yeah, that's true, huh? Yeah. yeah. Spices from the yeah. Far East. They were exotic. You know, you can have exotic, exotic dragon fruit, but if you live in Hawaii, it's probably not exotic. At yeah. one point, you know, mangoes were probably exotic. What is, oh, yeah, yeah. Have you had those before? I know, I remember, yeah. Yeah, fresh vinyl, linoleum, you know, new car smell, all that. And so there's a whole bunch of those things where it's like, it's really difficult to have the language to talk about smells with people. And uh, I'm bad at it. And, you know, and I always, I always, when trimmers and stuff like that, I always try to ask them away from the rest of the trimmers, what do you smell when you smell this wheat? Yeah. And try to get a bunch of different people's feedback. And then do I see things that people keep talking about? Yeah. Is there a commonality that you can pull out of their impressions? Because not everybody has the same impression. Like, for instance, how would Europeans know roadkill? Yeah. Right. There is no roadkill in Europe. No, no roadkill skunk. No roadkill skunk. But that's what they mean when they talk about roadkill. Yeah. You know, roadkill skunk. I should have been more specific, but it's like, you're not American. There is no, you've never smelled a dead skunk on the side of the road. Yeah. Unless you came here. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's an aspect where it's like, I looked at all this stuff and you've got all these judges. This motherfucker don't understand the concepts of monoterpenes, triterpenes, sesquiterpene. Shut the fuck up. We don't, you obviously don't understand the discussion. So yeah, I mean, you, can, you can talk about terpenes and you can talk about individual terpenes, but like the language around how those terpenes blend into different aromas. Yeah. You know, like just like there's, there's only so many primary colors. Yeah. And but, depending- you know, terpenes, you can combine two different things and have them smell the exact same way, no matter what terpenes you're using, you know, like you, there's certain ways to make strawberry smells and there's other ways to make strawberry smells that are very similar that two people could smell as strawberry. But the problem so it's is not, it's, it's not a terpene conversation in that sense. The level of the level of education amongst people to discuss aromas in cannabis is very limited, even amongst the educated. Yeah, it's a limited conversation. And so I don't yeah. think it's advanced by and they're all pushing. Oh, my God, we're breaking barriers. And here's how we're judging stuff. And we've got different colored stickers to put on jars, whether it's dessert or whether it's haze or whether it's exotic. Yeah. And I just think that's a joke. Yeah, I think the I categories agree. are not related to reality. Yeah. You know, and it's not dissing them, you know, no. it's not but. dissing them. I mean, if anything, it's probably dissing SC labs, maybe, 
but yeah. it's just a, it's just another way to try to talk about language and talk about classifications. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not accurate. It's not yeah. helpful. Most weed before cookies, nobody said nobody was like, oh, my God, all this weed smells like desserts. Yeah, I this is like this is flan at my favorite Mexican restaurant to a T. I yeah. just exhale flan. No, yeah, I just exhale strawberry shortcake. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, you see, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'll be a good episode with Crybaby to to go yeah. through. I mean, he's I don't way exactly more we'll do it, knowledgeable about that in the he, in the the language than I am. On he's that got he's sure. he's got a much deeper base of talking about the language and the terpenes and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. So we're gonna do Matt's phone's gonna die. I got some yeah. stuff I got to take it's care close. of and whatnot. So we're gonna do a little bit shorter. Normally we try to take it to like an hour and a half, two hours every Friday. We're going to cut it a little short uh, today for a variety of reasons. Um, But we just kind of wanted to do no matter what we wanted to kind of bring people together on Friday night, bullshit about different subjects with cannabis, give people things to talk and think about. Um, And so Matt, if you want to do any plugs. Oh yeah. Um, Go to Google type in breeder syndicate, Patreon. If you want to join the Patreon, we have our Discord where we talk about all this stuff incessantly because we're fucking nerds. That's what we do, and it's what we love to do. Um, uh, we got our Hawaiian Life stuff dropping, and of course, I did not take a picture of all the hybrids like I was going to and print out, but there are some really awesome hybrids that uh, CSI did with the Hawaiian Life stuff, and that's going to be dropping probably this weekend. But expect to see some old rare shit in there, including the the bomb threat bubble, which hasn't been released in ages in any hybrids. No, that's so a good cut too. Yeah, that's bubble. a fucking wild. That one's, I've grown that one myself. It's a fun. It's a fun one. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, and you can always reach out to us. You can always give us. You can always hit us up on Instagram or or on Discord and give us uh, ideas. Hey, I'd love for you guys to talk about this. I'd love for, to learn more about whatever. We're super open about that. We just want to bullshit on a weekly basis about cannabis and keep people interested. So yep. thank you so much. Uh, right. Teepco.com. Hawaiian Lights F2 Open Pollination is up right now. And tomorrow are the fights. For those of you on the Discord, we're going to get together for the fights. Uh, it's going to be major awesome ones. So, yep. Cheers. Everybody have a great night. Cheers.